0: Good morning. Mike, would you hang for just a second? Um, something's in my spirit right now. We, um, <clears throat> this past week on Wednesday, we, uh, we were in staff and uh, toward the end of the meeting, as we were all going around, uh, we recognized that there are quite a number in the body that are seeking the Lord for some type of healing uh, and, and needing a touch from the, from the Lord. Um, and so it's just something that was stirring in my spirit during worship. Um, so I'd like to do this just real quickly. If you, if you are, are trusting the Lord for some type of healing or you know somebody who needs God to heal them or touch them in this area, would you quickly come right down here? I'm trusting the Lord for healing. I know someone who needs healing. Alan, come up here, brother. Or down, just pray over these. If the rest of you would stand and stretch your hand. This is a large representation here. And here's the thing. We believe that God is our healer.
1: And he will heal. Right? He will meet you in this area of need. So let's go before him. Amen. Would you just touch the person beside you? Father, we come to you in the name of Christ. Who, one of his many names. Your name is Jehovah Rapha. Lord, our healer. So, Father, we apply the blood of Jesus that was shed. The beating upon your back. Mm -hmm and we lay hold of that by faith. James said, let those who are sick come before them, and the elders would lay hands and pray the prayer of faith over them, and they would be healed, and moreover, that their sins would be forgiven. So this morning, we speak as a body to our neighbor to the left, and to our right, Lord, we pray over them for healing in the name of Jesus, God. Every name Every sickness, every disease must bow with the name of Jesus. For that is the name lifted above all names, that at that name every tongue would confess. So this morning we confess with our mouth, God, that you are Roth a healer, God. We yes, speak to those sicknesses and infirmities and we curse them in the name of Christ, that they would dry up and shrivel at the root, God. Lord, and that the reports that some may have already had, God, when they go back to the doctor for a next visit, God, they'll begin to see new reports come in where the miraculous work of God Almighty has been intervening. Lord, for those that are in a state of recovery, God, we speak that the recovery come quickly, God. Lord, that the tendons, the ligaments, the bone defects, the, the, the informities and in, infirmities, God, would begin to heal quickly, God. Lord, at a miraculous pace, that it would amaze people. And then, Lord, we'll not keep silent about it. God, we will profess your word over our life. Thank because you, your word is truth, Lord, and faith comes by hearing. And hearing of the word of God. So, Lord, we're going to tell our testimony to our neighbor. We're going to tell it to our co-worker. We're going to tell it to our family, God. So that you would receive the glory, God. And Lord, that it would encourage faith in others, God. That what you've done for us, you'll do for them because you're not a respecter of persons, God. Lord, there are testimonies in this house like John Soper, like Cheryl Hart and others that have walked through situations, God, and you've been faithful. So we know you will be faithful to us. So we seal these things through the power in the name of the Holy Spirit who is a deposit for us, God. And we look for you to move on our behalf because you are faithful and we thank you for it. We do not walk away without giving thanks. We thank you now in advance for that that you have yet to do in our life until it manifests in this world. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you,
0: brother. And when the Lord moves and when he heals, tell somebody, because the power of the testimony, the power of our testimony. Well, good morning, Springhouse. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, We are in the middle of a series called God Speaks, and he certainly does. Uh, and he's speaking even now this morning. He's been speaking to you ever since you got up and he's going to continue speaking today. The question is, are we listening? And today we're going to talk about counselors, counselors in our lives, uh, how he uses counselors and and, and what that means. And. As I was reviewing uh, the, the topic list of what we're going to be talking about in this series, I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait for the next few weeks, uh, some things that we're going to be discussing in this, in this series, and especially because of, of where we are, not just as a, as a body, as a church individually, but a body at large. Um, and, you know, I looked at this topic and I thought to myself, well, this is probably not as a, an exciting topic as, uh, as the rest of them, but man, this week as I was prepping, let me tell you, the Lord said, this is an important topic topic to discuss. And so we're going to share this morning um, about, uh, about counselors. So would you stand with me? we got a short verse we're going to read this morning together. Let's read together. Where there is no guidance, the people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it is alive and active in our lives today. Lord, I pray, Lord, that everything you want to accomplish today would be accomplished, God. But Lord, I pray that the word that goes forth today would take root in our hearts, God, and that we would respond appropriately as we walk out of this place. We love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, I'm stoked about the weeks to come. This is, this is a real fantastic series, and I just wanna encourage you to tune in. Uh, there's lots of distractions in our lives. Tune in to this series about God speaking because he's speaking to us every day. If we can grab hold of this, can you imagine what the Lord can do in your life if you're hearing from him, if you can hear clearly from him? Uh, so I, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm really uh, excited about what we're talking about. Today, this verse really stood out to me. And there's a lot of verses about counselors in scripture. And the reason I chose this one is because of the last word in the verse. I want to be someone who lives a victorious life. And I believe that this God that we serve, this God that we worship wants you to live a victorious life as well. As we worship him, as we walk in obedience to him, as we walk forward in our life, he desires for us to be victorious. Isn't it good to be on the winning side? Isn't it good to be on on the side of, of victory? Nobody goes to the game and plays in a game and says, oh, I hope that we lose today. No, we wake up and we want to be on the winning side. We want to be victorious. And here's the great thing about it. We have a God. We have a God who breathes stars, who is larger than every situation and circumstance in your life, and he wants you to be victorious in your life. And part of that victory, a lot of that victory, is whether or not we are hearing from him clearly. And so let's talk about counselors today. Lots of counselors in our life, lots of different people we would go to uh, in our life. Some of us go to our teachers for counsel. Some of us go to our employers, our parents, our friends, our pastors, uh, sometimes TV personalities we receive counsel for. But I think probably more important than the who you go to counsel for is this question of who are you listening to? See, we've got a lot of voices in our lives, a lot of people who, are, who, who, who feel the need to, to speak to us, feel the need to, to say things to us. Lots of, I think it was Pastor Ronnie a few months ago who played white noise behind some, some, some things we were hearing and, and, and we've got a lot of distractions. Lots of people are talking to you, but who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? And so uh, we're gonna talk about uh, the, uh, the counselor's uh, in our lives today. You know, when I was a boy, I was a Catholic. We, my, my father was uh, raised Catholic. We went to uh, a Catholic church actually here in town. And in Catholicism, we, we learned that when you are dealing with an issue of sin or you're dealing with uh, something where you need to, to connect with the Lord, you really have someone that's positioned, like a priest, uh, to go to. So you go to a confessional, you confess your sin, you go to them and they give you direction. And uh, I remember um, as a boy going in, for my very first uh, confessional. Uh, and they have you go through the process so that you can learn how to, how to do it. And I went into the priest's house and I sat on his, on his couch and he was sitting across from me. And he said, Kevin, I want you to tell me everything you've done wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, as a five, six year old boy, I, I don't know that I'd done a, a whole lot wrong. But so I, I thought and I said, you know, I think. I think I I hit my brother once when I wasn't, you know, I wasn't supposed to do that. And he said, good, good. Tell me more. I I think I I maybe stole a cookie out of the pantry when I was supposed to. Excellent. Wonderful. Tell me more. This guy was so encouraging about my sin. (laughs) I started to make things up. I wanted to be the best sinner because he was just so affirming. And eventually he had to cut me off. I don't remember all the things that I said, but he said, okay, now we're going to pray and you're going to be forgiven. You know, And as funny as that is, it's so super sad because we don't have to go through a pastor or a priest. We've been given a conduit, a portal to go right through to the throne room of God. And that portal is Jesus Christ. And because of this verse right here, and because of what he did, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says, for we do not have a high priest, a high priest, a priest above priest, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are. Isn't it wonderful that Jesus struggled with the same types of temptations that we struggle with, yet he was without sin? Therefore, it says, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I don't know about you, but I've got lots of needs in my life. I've got lots of uh, problems that I have in my life, and I need direction. And I'm so thankful that I get to approach this God because of Jesus, and you get the same privilege as well. Jesus, 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 Jesus. There's lots of scripture. uh, There's lots of verses in scripture that talk about how we do get to communicate with God. First John 5, 14 says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, what? He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Another scripture, Philippians 4, 6 says this, do not be anxious about anything. I've been anxious before. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to Dr. Phil. No, present your request to God. You can go to God. It's the most incredible thing. You can go right to the throne room of God. Next, Psalms Psalm 17, six says this, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. God wants to talk to us. He wants to hear from us. And so we have this incredible communication portal because of what Jesus did right to the throne room of God. So I did something today to help us because I'm a visual learner. This is going to be our communication portal this this morning, okay? And, And this communication portal, if you recognize our communication portal inside, there is nothing inside this communication portal. This is for all those out in TV land, the camera right there, okay? You can see my eyeball, all right? Communication portal, empty, okay? This was God's original intent for us, is that the communication portal would be empty. It would be clear so that when we have a need, when we have a problem, when we need God to do something, we would be able to speak to him and hear clearly, straight from the throne room, this is what you need to do. This is where you need to go. This is what you need to stay, But something happens so often in our lives because we are in a broken world that this communication portal gets clogged up with things that we struggle with, with things that we go through. And so this communication portal sits here and and, and we're supposed to use it because of Jesus. And what happens is we've got these relationships in our lives. Some of these relationships that we have in our lives are toxic relationships, and these relationships, they end up kind of clouding and making fuzzy what God's trying to say to us because we hear those, those voices in those relationships a lot louder than the voice coming through the communication portal. For some of us, we, we have a lack of spending time in the word. And so because we don't know the word, we don't actually really recognize whether or not this is God's voice or, or not. And it sounds good, it, it looks like a good idea, but, but maybe it's not God. So, so, not being in the word, it kind of it clouds up our communication uh, portal and we can't really hear as clearly. What about distractions? We have all these distractions right at our fingertips. Social media, all of these things distracting us and we hear these voices in our lives and it clouds up the communication portal. And then what about this? I know this one's probably only for me, but sin, sin, man, clouds up. It makes it fuzzy hearing what God's really trying to say to us. What about having an inward focus? man, I'm doing things for me. I'm looking at me. What do I want? What are are, are things that comfort me and and, and the things that I need? And it clouds up. It clouds up. It makes fuzzy the, the, the sound waves that are coming through this communication portal. And what about when we have one foot solid in the world and one foot solid in the kingdom? I really like what I'm doing in the world. I really like what's happening in the kingdom. But man, when those sound bites come through, they get real confusing and distorted because we're not supposed to be double-minded, are we? Right, and so this goes into this communication portal. So what happens is, is we get to a situation where we need help and we need something from God and that verse tells us we can go right to the throne room of God and so we go and we enter into that throne room and we we, we present our need, we present our problem and God gives us clear direction and guess what? We can't hear it. Because the sound wave coming from God has to filter through all of this stuff that we've got between us and him. And so our communication portal is clogged. And so we try to listen intently and we can't hear and we get confused. And so then the Lord provides counselors in our lives. People in our lives that can help give us direction and perhaps tell us how we should proceed and what we should do. All of us in life are going to come across seasons where this is the case and we're going to need to seek out counsel. I wanna give you four practical questions as you're looking, who do I go to? Should I be getting counsel from this person or that person? I'm gonna give you four practical questions that you can ask to help you determine whether or not this would be a good person to get counsel for. The first question is this, is it evident that this person is walking with the Lord. Now, the most important word in that question is evident. We happen to live in an area in this country where everybody loves the Lord. Everybody's a Christian, right? You with me? Everybody wears that t-shirt, parades that around. But the question is, is it evident in their walk? Is it evident in their life? Is there fruit being born from that tree? In their life, are they led by the Holy Spirit? Because when you find somebody like that, then most likely they're going to, 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 to encourage you in the same type of things of hearing from the Lord in your midst of your problem and your need. Second question, how well does this person know me? Isn't it wonderful to go get counsel for somebody who has no idea who you are? You can pull out any color in the crayon box and color that situation any way you want just to get to hear what you want to hear and not what you need to hear. You need to get around someone who knows you, knows you in your weaknesses, knows you in your flaws, knows you in, but not just that, knows you and champions the cause for Christ in your life, knows you in the victorious state, wants to see you succeed, wants to see you grow in the Lord. You need somebody partnering with you who knows you. Number three, will this person tell me what I want to hear or what I need to hear? Now, there's a lot of people that will tell you what you want to hear so they can get a pat on the back, right? So they can be in good standing with you. But sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, you need to be with somebody who's going to tell you what you need to hear. And lastly, does it make sense for me to receive counsel from this person? If you are needing to get marriage counseling, you probably ought not go to somebody who has 10 failed marriages. If you have a drinking problem and you're needing some counsel on that, you probably ought ought not go to somebody who's going to offer you a beer as you sit down on the couch for counsel. Does it make sense? Does it make sense for you to go to this person about that particular need. If you will work through these four questions, I believe that you'll be, you'll be getting within that framework of somebody who really will, will counsel you. God provides these people in our lives and they can make major impacts in your life if you'll listen, if you'll listen and you'll submit what they say to the Lord and then you'll do it, amen? So I think that there are four different types of counsel that's given. It probably would have helped had I made slides for this, but I'm gonna get through it. Here we go, okay? I believe that there is healthy and unhealthy, solicited and unsolicited counsel, okay? All right, so there's healthy and unhealthy, solicited and unsolicited counsel. Let's go through them, okay? The first one is this, healthy, solicited counsel. Healthy, solicited counsel. This is counsel that you seek, And you've gone through these four questions. You've found someone. And it is a healthy situation because what they're going to do in that moment of time when they're counseling you is they're going to point you to the Lord. They're gonna point you to victory. They're gonna point you toward the things that line up and and they bear witness with the things that scripture says and the things that the Lord is saying about your life. This is healthy, solicited counsel. It's the counsel you're seeking after and you get healthy counsel. The second type is unhealthy. Solicited counsel. This would be counsel that you're seeking out, but that person's just giving you their advice, their opinion. They're giving you things that you, don't need to, that you don't need that just confuse you more because maybe they don't know you. They don't know the situation. Maybe they're not walking with the Lord. But you've sought that counsel out, and guess what? I don't know very many people when you ask for their opinion if they don't give it. So unhealthy solicited counsel is counsel you seek after but they don't know anything about the situation and you haven't gone through those four four questions. But what about unsolicited counsel? How about healthy, unsolicited counsel? Healthy, unsolicited counsel is counsel when you are in a danger zone and you can't see it and somebody who loves you speaks into that situation. How many of you have ever seen somebody, how many of you have ever seen somebody moving right toward destruction? Everybody sees it. And that person doesn't see it at all. Everybody sees it, but they are just so blind. We need people in our lives who are willing to be bold enough to give healthy, unsolicited counsel in moments when we are weak, and it needs to come from somebody who loves you enough to say it. This actually happened in my life when I was 17, fresh out of high school. We used to go to this conference called PMAC, and uh, I, would go, I went to this conference, and we're worshiping. It's a prophetic music and arts conference, and, and this lady comes up to me, and she had heard from the Lord, and I was supposed to be her youth pastor at her church. And so I looked at her and I knew I wanted to be a part of ministry. So I said, All right, that sounds great. And so I, uh, I, she invited me to her church on Labor Day weekend after that conference to, to speak at her church. Came, to, came home, got ready, got in my car, grabbed a friend, drove all the way to South Carolina, got in that church. There were about 15 to 20 people. I don't think anybody was under 50. And I went in there and I preached. And I preached and they said, amen, amen, amen. Funny story, 10 years later, my friend that I went with, they found a tape of the the message that that I shared. We played it. It didn't make one lick of sense. I have no idea what I was saying, but boy, I got the most amens I've ever gotten in my life. I came home on cloud nine. I was gonna move and be this church's youth pastor. And I came and I told Ronnie, and let me tell you, I didn't go to Ronnie for solicited uh, counsel. Believe me, I went and I said, Ronnie, Pastor Ronnie, I'm going, I'm going to be youth pastor in South Carolina. And he looked at me and that's when he provided some healthy unsolicited counsel. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what he said, but it translated, have you lost your mind? And man, let me tell you, it would have been the worst decision of my life. It would have been the worst decision of my life. Some of you are headed right toward destruction and you need people who love you enough to say, have you lost your mind? Look at what you're doing. Look at what you're saying. Look, this doesn't line up. This doesn't make sense, right? And then finally, the last one is unhealthy, unsolicited counsel, unhealthy, Unsolicited counsel, and this is counts. This is just people that come up to you and start telling you what you what you don't want to hear. This is a, and this is what we get the most of. Is unsolicited, unhealthy counsel. You ought to do this. You know you shouldn't be doing that. You know you ought to say this. You know, you, I, w- I went and visited my old, when I was real young, uh, after being a Catholic church, I went to an independent fundamental Baptist church. And we went there. And then I, when I came here, I visited back five, five years after. I went back in, in, in that church. And, uh, you know, it was good. It was real sweet. But at the end of the service, one of the brothers came up to me and he pulled me over to the side and he said, Now I'm going to tell you right now. You're going over to that devil worshiping church, and you need to come back here and get your life straight with the Lord. Unhealthy, unsolicited counsel, and here's the problem: most of us will listen to that before we'll listen to anything else. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to in your life? Who's giving you uh, counsel? So here's the here's here's the thing. <clears throat> Godly counsel is not necessarily synonymous with advice. People have advice, they have opinions, and they will throw them at you all day long. But godly direction, godly counsel comes from the Holy Spirit. And you will get a peace and it will always line up with the word. And you can always bank on it when the Lord is involved, when he's speaking to you the counsel that's coming to you should always point you to him. Should always point you to him. And this right here, please get this, this right here is why this topic is so important. Because we're living in a generation who is defining Christianity without using biblical principles. And furthermore, we are living in a society who wants instantaneous answers and easy solutions for life's problems. But I'm gonna tell you something. Sometimes the solution is not easy. Sometimes you've gotta step out in faith. Hebrews tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I'm so thankful for the examples that we have in scripture. Could you imagine if Moses looked at God and said, nah, I'm not gonna go talk to Pharaoh. If Abraham said, oh, you want me to kill my son? Nah, no, I am gonna do that. These are some hard things God told these people to do. But you know how they got through it? It wasn't because Abraham was looking at his son and thinking all the time about how he had to kill his son. Abraham was thinking, God's gonna provide the sacrifice. God's uh, God's gonna be faithful here. I'm gonna look toward God. Sometimes God's gonna have you step through some hard things because he wants to grow you and make you more like him. The point of Abraham killing his son wasn't to kill Isaac. It was to prove that God is faithful and he will supply It was to prove to Abraham to say, Abraham, your heart is in the place where you trust me above your own son. You know, I get in this place where I'm just like, man, there are so many people that I'm connected with that God would have just done so many things if they would just, instead of waiting five and 10 years to step through some ambiguous door that might open, to go ahead and step through doors and allow God to slam them in their face. That takes faith. If it lines up with, with what God's told you to do, if it lines up with what you're designed to do, if it lines up with His word, if people affirm it in your life, then you probably should step through and allow God to slam the door if it's not him. Instead of waiting still for five years till, God, till you get enough sense to see the door's been in front of you the whole time. God wants to speak to us. He wants to use us in major, major ways. So let's look at this. A good counselor, when you go for counsel, when people are speaking into your life, this is what they'll do. I need to say this too. No matter what happens in your life, no matter who tells you what to do, gives you directions, you are responsible for what you say and what you do. So whether it's healthy, solicited counsel, unhealthy, unsolicited, whatever you choose to do, you're responsible for. So when we go into positions of counsel with people, this is what it should look like. The first thing, they should pray with you. There is no reason in the world not to invite the. You need the Lord to be right in the middle of that meeting. They should be inviting the Holy Spirit to take charge as they're looking and examining and giving you counsel. They need to pray with you. Invite the Lord into the meeting. The next thing, a good counselor is gonna help you hear what you are saying and help you see what you are doing. I was in a conversation with, uh, with a, uh, one of the youth uh, guys three years ago. We were sitting at lunch, and he said to me, he sat across the table, and he said, Kevin, I just need to tell you. He said, Kevin, I am the greatest. And I chuckled because I you know, thought it was, you know, he was being funny. He said, no, I'm, I'm being serious. He said, I'm the greatest at everything. I said, okay. He said, there's nothing I'm not the best at. You give me a ball, I'm the best. You give me a a guitar, I'm the best. And I just was stumped. And I'm not usually rendered speechless, but I kind of was in this moment. And I just remember saying, I I think scripture says that in order to be the greatest, you got to become the least. I didn't know, I mean, I just, that's what I said. And he said, But I'm the greatest at everything. Sometimes we say really dumb things. And we need people in our life to help us hear what we're saying. And see what we're doing. And then, lastly, and this is one that kind of hurts, guys. It's A good counselor is going to speak truth. It's going to speak truth. I just was in a situation where I, I somebody had committed to leading, leading worship at the school and uh, signed a contract, committed all this. We had great conversations, great things, and really, he was real excited. And then, just randomly, he pulled me over to the side, took me to coffee, and he said, you know, I think I miss God. I really I really think, you know, well, I feel like I'm called to lead worship for a mega church in Nashville. And uh, and that's what I wanna do. I wanna lead worship on, on, on Sunday mornings. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I don't know what God has told you and not told you, but I can tell you this, you made a commitment. And the best thing for you to do right now is to honor your word. Now, he didn't want to hear that. And this generation does not want to hear that. But sometimes we will miss it. And I don't know, maybe he did miss it. And sometimes we miss it too. But when we miss, when we miss it, we are responsible for our actions. And God honors us when we follow through and are faithful to our commitment. And yes, it might be hard. It might be a hard season, but through that season, the Lord will grow you. He will teach you things. And when you come out on the other side, guess what? You won't be so quick to say yes next time. He is faithful. He wants to talk to us. The very best thing a counselor will do in your life is when you go and meet with them, they will take this communication portal. And you know what? The best counselors in my life They didn't actually address the problem or the issue at all. They addressed why this was so clogged up. And they look at me and say, Kevin, looks like you got some double-mindedness going on here. You might want to examine that. Might clear up some of the communication portal between you and God. Kevin, you got some inward focus going on. You know, if you maybe if you focus outward, maybe that communication portal will open up some and you'll hear clearly from God. Hey Kevin, you know what? That sin issue that you've been dealing with? I tell you what, man, if you can get accountable if you can get that cleaned up, man, you're gonna hear so much clearly from more clearly from the Lord. Hey Kevin, guess what? You've got a lot of distractions in your life. Maybe you need to put down the phone a little bit and spend a little bit more time with the Lord. You know Hey Kevin, guess what? You haven't been spending time in the Word. I bet you, if you if you added up the time in the Word, you might hear the Lord a little bit more in your life, right? And Kevin, you've got that toxic relationship in your life. Maybe if you set that down and listened in and tuned into God more, you'd hear His voice a little bit more clearly. A great counselor isn't going to tell you what to do. They're going to encourage you to clean this out and identify what's making this thing not happen so that at the end of that day, you can go, Lord, what are you saying to me? I need to hear you clearly. Would you stand with me? This isn't really necessarily a message that solicits for an altar call and we had prayer time a little bit earlier Uh, So I'm really just gonna pray a blessing and release you today. I encourage you, listen, I encourage you, when God provides godly counsel in your life, listen and do something with it. Listen and do something with it so that you can hear clearly from him. Raise your hand, let me give you a blessing. Father, may you just totally move in our lives in such a way that all pathways of communication are rendered clear so we can hear definite words from you and we can act on them and go in the direction you would have us go. Thank you for the counselors in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.